I'm Shannon. And I'm Lisa. And you're listening to Black Tivities, a celebration of all things Black. Black culture, Black history, Black perspectives, and Black panache. Celebrating our Blackness doesn't mean exclusion. Everybody's invited, but you got to come in and have a seat. So let, let the Black Tivities begin. Hello there, our Black Tivity listeners. Welcome back to Black Tivity's Season 2, Episode 4. We love the support and want to send out a special shout out to our Canadian listeners. We appreciate all of you and have some special treats coming up for you all. I just want to say, Shannon, imagine Black Tivity's merch. I think that'll be so dope. Yeah, you think it's already in the works, yes. already in the works. Yes. Canada is showing up strong for black activities. Mm-hmm. Well, before we get into this episode, I want to take a second to shout out a friend of the show, an avid listener, Jarrett Dam. Thank you, Jarrett, for supporting us. And if you guys have not checked out his podcast, it's about damn time. It's about damn time that you do that. He has some amazing conversations with thought leaders in things like fitness, relationships, finance, mental health, basically everything you need to live your life and broaden your perspective on how you see the world. His energy is really dope. So listen to us and then go check out. It's about damn time. I like that. I really, really like that. Okay. All right, Jared. Let's get it, damn it. Lisa, you should feel really special. Why? Why? What's going on? Because you are speaking to Black history. Okay, what's going on? So in 2002, your girl became the first Black member of the Dalton Cotillion. Ooh, look at you. Was you fancy? (laughs) (laughs) I mean, you could pick me out in the pictures. Well, there there you have it. And there you have it. Black, black first. Congratulations, Black History here on Black Activities. Yes, we got to celebrate that. We got to put a round of applause behind that. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. So, on this episode of Black Activities, we want to ask why are we still having to celebrate Blacks first? It's, it's many, many years, you know, and this, unfortunately, yes, we, we have to celebrate it. So, the Super Bowl happened last month, and we got to say a super shout out to the Kansas City Chiefs for that um, amazing win. Um, I did watch the Super Bowl. Did you watch the Super Bowl? Yeah, it was pretty good. I'm sorry. Did you watch Rihanna's concert? Rihanna's concert? <laughs> I did. I did. did. Okay. Okay. And um, yeah, it, it was pretty good. It, it went back and forth. Now, in the light of the athletic excitement i noticed several times um different commentators and sportscasters is that what they're called sportscasters i believe so okay they pointed out the magnificent toe-to-toe of the first black quarterbacks you know like 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 for super bowl 57 like where they went head to head so we had two quarterbacks okay and um usa today reported um and i'm gonna try to say this very nicely they was like the amazing Chiefs, Patrick McHolmes and Eagles, Jalen Hurts, wasn't just a twist of fate. It was nearly in- inevitable because of the growing opportunities for black quarterbacks. Am I the only one that thought, oh, OK, um, d- do we still need to point that out or 
can we just say, I doomed we got two black quarterbacks that went head to head. Why is that? Like, why do we have to keep doing that? Well, before we jump into it, let's let Shannon, let's give her the floor to give us a little sex facts. So I did some research on some firsts, some black first in 2023 and found a couple in 2022 because we're still fresh into 2023. And I wanted to point out some of the firsts that we've had. One is very recent. Beyonce won a Grammy for her Renaissance album, and that made her the first black woman to win best dance electronic album interesting right so shout out to queen b okay also in 20 this one happened in 2022 fisk university announced that it was going to create the first hbcu gymnastics team that happened in february 2022 i have been finding myself watching a little bit more and let me tell you they be going all oh, they like, do they really do so in january 2023 they had their first meet and they got fourth okay let's start let's get it let's get it because let me tell you i can't get out there too twisted and tumbling like they do they, 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 <laughs> they show out we also had the first black woman to be president of harvard university Mm-hmm. Claudine Gay. She was previously the Dean of Arts okay. and Sciences there. And she became the 30th president of Harvard in 2023. Um, you talked about Jalen Hurts and Patrick Mahomes earlier. There was also a coach for the Eagles. Her name is Autumn Lockwood. And she is the first black woman to be coaching in a playoff game. Abbott Elementary. Yes, this is my show. I and love that show. Yes. <laughs> Quinta Brunson, she made history because she had the most Emmy comedy nominations for a black woman in one year. That's awesome. Um, she's also the youngest black woman to be nominated in the comedy acting category. That is amazing. Yay for her. That's a great show. The first black person and LGBTQ person as a White House press secretary, that is Corinne Jean-Pierre. That happened in 2022. We also had Katanji Brown-Jackson. She was sworn in as the first Black woman to serve as Supreme Court Justice in early 2022. Okay. Um, we also had... The first black woman elected to Congress to represent Pennsylvania. Her name was or is Summer Lee. That happened in November of 2022. Mm-hmm. And we had the first black woman to lead the city of Los Angeles in 2022. Karen Bass. She was elected as the 43rd mayor of L.A. okay so just right there where you sharing recent first um 
I think, and I'm, I'm going to go ahead and be honest with you. I think I just changed my perspective on what I was about to do. And I'm going to be honest. I'm, I'm being really, really honest here. Uh, Black TV listeners and, and Shannon, I, I'm, I'm going to change my perspective because at first I was like, enough is enough. Y'all ain't got to point out every single thing, blah, 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 blah. But I'm going to go ahead and, and just say, okay, let me ask you, do you think it's necessary to continue to celebrate the Black first? I mean, I like celebrating Black first, but I can see someone's point if they would say, you know, it's kind of overboard, like y'all just picking every little thing mm-hmm. and doing black first. Like I to, could see like that. Like to pacify us or shut us up. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and that's I where I was going to go with it. And that's where I was going to go with it. I was going to go with the whole, okay, y'all don't have to keep pointing out every single thing, every single thing. But with some of the facts that you just shared with me, it, it made me smile. It made me smile. Um, especially when there comes to, you know, powerful, very powerful roles, um, such as, you know, the Democratic Congresswoman Summer Lee, you know, was the first black woman elected in the Congress to represent Pennsylvania. Like those, especially for black women, hey, hey, mm-hmm. shout out to the sisters. <laughs> um, I think it is important. Um because if anything, it's motivation. Yeah. It's motivation. It kind of um, reminds us that progress is being made. Mm-hmm. So I I I I I will admit that yeah, I'm I'ma chill out. <laughs> I'ma <laughs> chill out. I think I think it was ridiculous though to be like, hey guys, look, it's two black quarterbacks going up against each other. Uh maybe it was just the way it was presented on TV. I was just sitting there just like, oh, okay. Like if you follow football, I think it's actually, it actually is a big thing. Okay. Because historically only white people were quarterbacks. Mm. And even though, um, you know, there's been a lot of black people in the NFL for a A long time. How many? (laughs) A lot. A whole hell of a lot. (laughs) The quarterback position was still, is and probably is still dominated by white quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. So to have two black quarterbacks facing off against each other in the biggest game of the year, that mm-hmm. it actually is a big deal. Okay. Well, I'll chill out. I, I really will chill out. I think, again, I, I agree. It is important to continue on with celebrating blacks first. Because I'm going to be honest with you, this generation of children that's coming up, they don't know like a whole lot of, you know, the things that were, you know, presented back because of the Internet and social media. Oh, I sound like an old lady now. <laughs> no old ticker tickety talks and, <laughs> and those type of things. But um, I, you know what? It is important that we do celebrate those, you know, the, the first, the first. Um, and then also to make sure we're shedding light on the very, very first, um, especially back in the 1800s, you know, um, because obviously we can't forget them and they paved the way. But it just saddens me the struggle that we do have to go through because here it is 2023 and we're still having to say 
African-Americans first, the blacks first to do A, B, C, D and G, you know. And that was going to be my next question for you. What does it mean that in 2023 we are still having black first milestones? To me, that means that we still fight and fight. Unfortunately, um, we still have to make sure we support each other. I have to say that we have to support each other, but it is very disappointing and disheartening to still be again having to point that out. But it's very, very important that we share this, that we talk about it. But I, I also think it's 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 a way that we do present it too. Um, that being said, like there's people out here, politicians and stuff, trying to say that you know, racism is a thing of the past. It doesn't exist anymore. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. I can't remember the lady's name because um, my memory is bad. How can you say that? It's a thing of the past. And hey, don't get me worked up because you know, I, I, I don't tell you. <laughs> <laughs> it all depends. Obviously, it all depends on what area you're in. Um, unfortunately, when you're in a little small little town, you don't have that light shed on racism and people, especially the older generation um, aren't called out for some of the things they say and do. And hence here it is. We are in 2023 and there are racist things, actions and things that are being said on a regular basis. And because we are taught as African-American people and other generation, uh, other um, ethnicities as well, we're taught to turn the other cheek. Oh, don't mind them. You know what? That irks me to hear someone older say something that is just racist or just so out of pocket. And we're taught to don't mind them. You know, they don't know no better. They just like, no, like, I feel like you should let them know. You should put them in a place. We should be able to tell them that what they said was inappropriate without someone saying or labeling you as being extra sensitive. I agree with that. But, you know, um, especially like older, older generations of black people, that's what they had to do. Right. So it's something that, you know, they probably pass that down to us. Yes. You just got to keep it moving. Right. Yes. Um, From trauma because they couldn't respond. Mm hmm. So do you think that it's fair that we have to sit here and we, you know, do the same thing, though? I mean, I'm. I think we should call it out. Mm -hmm. However, I think there's a way to call it out. Mm -hmm. Some people do the most when they try to call it out Mm -hmm. and it just makes us look bad. Got you. I understand. Um, If you know what I'm saying, you know, Mm -hmm. there's a way to be like, that was really inappropriate. And here's why. Mm -hmm. Versus like jumping down somebody's throat and, you know, getting ugly or getting violent with that person. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Because they may not know, even though they should. Mm -hmm. I use those moments as teachable moments. Okay. Okay. And see, this is something that I need to learn because I'm going to be honest with you. In my mind, when situations does happen like that, in my mind, I'm like, oh, I know this mother. <laughs> yeah. I in my mind, out. I feel that way. But I play it out. 
But when I react, I either do practice the whole turn the other cheek or I try, if it's not that crazy, I do try to find some witty way of sarcastically, you know what I'm saying? Saying something. Yeah. Um, but sometimes though, if it keeps happening and it keeps happening, I, I'm not making excuses for the people who are extra when they reply, respond. But if it keeps happening, it keeps happening. Sometimes you reach a, bro- a breaking point. I mean, you get what you get. So, yeah. but for me personally, I just feel like responding to them with fire is not going to have a positive consequence. Because they automatically, because it's only feeding into what they, your, their thoughts of right. you anyway. Right. I understand. I understand. I understand. Okay. Okay. Look at y'all. Y'all see how she's she talking me through this. She's talking me through this because I'm going to be honest with y'all. I know I don't, don't want to keep getting off topic, but y'all know me. I got ADHD a little bit. I will, I did experience a situation um, a couple weeks back at my place of employment to where I had a Caucasian person ask me um, if I was related to someone who is very known here where we live. And the people that he asked me were African, it's an African-American family that is very well known. You know, they may be, did he, is he a first? Like, is he a first here? I don't I think know. So. He might be. I think so. His family is like a first. Okay. Uh, African-Americans first here. And I don't want to call him out here, but um, I was asked if I was related to them. And I get asked this question often. And I told them I was not. and. The person said, oh, well, that's unfortunate because he's one of the good ones. And I sat there dumbfounded, like, what, what do you mean he's one of the good ones as opposed to what? But of course, I'm at work. I can't reply to it how I want to. So I just, oh, OK, yeah, yeah. You know, let me quickly get you out my office so I can, <laughs> I can continue <laughs> on with my day. Keep my place of employment, you know. See, Slick Me would have been like. Oh, what do you mean by that? Force you know them what? to yeah. explain. But see, that's the thing. Hey, I, 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 I could be a loose cannon at times. So I think for me, it was just best <laughs> <laughs> to just say, okay, okay, okay. Well, is there anything else I can do for you today? You know, I think it was just best. Hey, why don't y'all inbox, DM us, call us, let us know. How would you re- reply? Or if you've been in a situation like that, how would you, how did you handle it? You know, if, if you were in a situation like that. And I, I, I would love to read, you know, and, and share, you know, those situations because and see how you handle it. Cause it's very interesting. Yeah. Yeah. So, all right. Well, this is what we're going to do. We're going to go ahead and move on to black activity. Is that okay with you? Yeah, that's fine with me. All right. So here I'm going to ask you just a couple of first blacks in our history here. And then uh, you want to let me know which is which. All right. You ready? Okay. All right. So if you can give me, let's see, the first black mayor of a major city. Was it Carl Stokes or Colin Powell? Mm -hmm. Well, I don't know if Colin Powell was a mayor, so I'm going to go with Carl. Yes, ma'am. Carl Stokes served as a mayor of Cleveland, Ohio from 1967 to 71. 
Oh, okay? wow. Yeah. And then I also want to show a shout out, you know, for our women there. We're going to throw in a little women power, black woman magic. Um, the first black woman to serve as a mayor of a major U.S. city was Sharon Pratt Dixon Kelly. She was the mayor of Washington, D.C. from 91 to 95. Nice. So like that, was, that was pretty dope. Mm-hmm. And of course, we know Colin Powell. Obviously, he was, you know, uh, the U.S. Secretary of State General. I'm sorry. General Colin Powell. <laughs> um, I did have an honor of just seeing him in person, same room when um I worked um as a civilian at West Point, New York. That was pretty dope just to see him in person. You know, yeah. I didn't get to talk to him, you know. It's it's okay. But I saw him in person. It's good enough. <laughs> All right, we're gonna move along. Uh yes, if you could tell me the first black heart surgeon pioneer, was it Charles Drew or Daniel Hale Williams. Mm, I don't know either of those names, but I'm going to go with <laughs> the one that has Hale in the name. Look at you, see? <laughs> you know, you know, see, we talked about this in a previous podcast. If you're a normal listener, you would know oh. here. You remember? <laughs> I used to do my project on him because of the last name. Yeah. Right? right? Because that's my last name. So, yes. Um, surgeon Dr. Daniel Hale Williams performed the first successful heart surgery in 1893. In 1891, Williams founded the first non-segregated hospital in the country called the Provident Hospital in Chicago. I think that is so amazing. That is. That's so amazing. All right. Um, oh, and Charles Drew, the other person, Dr. Charles Drew, he was a surgeon as well, but he was also the inventor of a blood bank. I did not know that. I think that is dope. All right. So, if you could share with me or provide the first black Grammy award winner, first black Grammy award winner. And no, it was not Beyonce for the beehive. Y'all get out of here. <laughs> Don't come after me. Sting, sting. Don't come after me. But no, it wasn't Queen Bay. You got some options? Nope. Not on this one. Mm, I have so no idea. Back in 49. 49? Singers. You know, like we have singers. Uh, Ella Fitzgerald. Look at you. Yes, oh, ma'am. I just kissed. <laughs> yes, ma'am. See, I'm, see, I knew you were. See, Shannon is a very smart, informative, intelligent, intelligent person. So she has a way of, you know, she can pick out time frames. So that's why I gave her a time frame. So, yes. So in 1949, Count, what's his name? Basin. Count Basie. Yeah. And Ella Fitzgerald became the first African-Americans to win the brand new Grammy Award. Oh, wow. That is amazing. Mm-hmm. See, girl, stop it. You can I try totally to like guessed. Know, but still, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right. And then let's sum this one up. The first black billionaire. And no, it was not Oprah. Was it CJ Walker? Mm-hmm. Was she her? was a millionaire. Oh, she was just she a was millionaire. millionaire. It will be Rihanna. Nope. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> you want me to let you keep guessing? I'll let you keep guessing. No, because I have no idea. <laughs> All right. It's going to be Robert Johnson. He was the owner of BET. BET. Yes, Bob ma'am. Johnson. Yes. Okay. Yes. And he, he popped that off in 2001 when he got, became that billionaire. I thought that wow. Was the first black billionaire wasn't until 2001. 2001. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Isn't that awesome? 
So I have to say, though, it is irking, depending on the category, to sit here and have someone point out the Blacks first. But it is very important and vital to have that. So I'll shut up. It gives us a sense of pride. Like you said, it made you smile. It did. It really did. I'm still smiling. All right. Well, I guess it's time for Lisa's Pieces. So what I've done is I went through and because of how it is to have blacks first, it's okay for us to do a little ego tripping at times when it comes to that. I want us to be proud. So I picked out a piece from Nikki Giovanni. This was written in 1943 and it's called Ego Tripping. I'm just going to take a little snippet from it. I was born in the Congo. I walked to the fertile crescent and built the Sphinx. I designed a pyramid so tough that a star that only glows every hundred years falls into the center, giving divine, perfect light. I am bad. I sat on a throne drinking nectar with Allah. I got hot and sent an ice age to Europe to cool my thirst. My oldest daughter is Nefertiti. The tears from my birth pains created the now. I am a beautiful woman. So again, that was Nikki Giovanni. And again, it's just showing like, yo, you can flex no matter what it is. You are you. So us as black people, let's keep celebrating us. Yes. Yes. Love Nikki Giovanni. Yes. <laughs> so next week we will be discussing the importance of black men and emotions. And why is it so hard for men to be emotionally free? This is going to be a good one. Oh, yes. I've already gotten like men that have shared some things with me. I'm going to get at you later. We're going to talk about them. It's crazy. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, we had a great discussion today and we do want to hear what you guys have to say. So any of our show topics, we would love for you to DM us or Hit us somehow. We got lots of ways you can contact us. There's three things that you can do to get involved with our black activities. If you like what you heard, please share it. That is most helpful to get the word out there that black activities exist. Um, we would love to hear your opinions on our topics each week. So hit us on the hotline 770-744-1749 Leave us a message. You even might hear your own self on the either future podcast episodes. Yep. And if you're on IG, you can follow us. We are at Blacktivities Pod, and February has been popping for our IG. Yes, so. yes, I've noticed that. Awesome. Thank you, guys. Thank you, guys. So, thank you, guys, for listening, joining in. Um, again, I can't wait for our, our next episode. King and queens keep doing big teams. Let's go. Yes.